In today's episode, Alex and Christina talk about the economy and how to win using the five pillars of wealth. So the, the strength of pillar one is, it's the ability to make money quickly. All right, it's your fastest way to, to monetary growth. All right, most of the other pillars, okay, you can get lucky and you can make money quickly. And of course, they're like stock market guys and other people and other things making money. What about crypto? Can you make money in crypto? Of course you can. I mean, I make a quarter million dollars in a month in crypto. All right. Um, so off of a hundred thousand dollar investment, but that's completely like ridiculous. All right. Um, and that's the problem. You can go over here in pillar one and you can invest, let's say 10 K. All right. And turn that in a, in a period of like five years to let's say five, $5 million. All right. It's very hard to do that over here. Why? Right. Why? Well, what can 10K buy you in real estate? <clears throat> Dick. All right? That's what you're Exactly. So now you're paying 10K for something that's free. All right? So real estate, you're not doing anything with 10K. Mm. All right? Now, you could take 10K, get real lucky, invest it in something, turn it into 20K, and blah, 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 blah. But in five years' time, you're not going to be $5 million. Wait, tell me again what's pillar two? Pillar two is real estate. Pillar two is real estate for me, okay? It can be, these can be in any order you want. Okay, I'm missing one. Um, one. One is... No, not as in number one. I meant as in like cryptocurrency. Well, no, so you, you've got pillar one for me is, we'll call it a work or a job. I don't even know what like... We'll say, mar so marketing for me is pillar one, Okay. Pillar two is real estate. Pillar three is stock market. Pillar four is precious metals. Pillar five is cryptocurrencies. All right? So now, again, if you were to take this 10K into, into stock market, sure, you could get lucky. All right? And sure, you could buy some startup and buy 10 million shares at a penny, and then in five years... It's worth a ton of money, all right? Highly unlikely, okay? Now, same, same thing with precious metals. Precious metals are probably the hardest one to make that type of killing because they move slowly, you know? So it took gold five years to hit 1,900, and then it took it another, like, two years to bottom out of 1,200, and then it sat at 1,200 for another five or six years, and now it's back up at 1,600. So it takes a long time. And you have to, if you're buying 10K worth of gold at 1200 okay, what's that worth today? Shit. Nothing. Okay? It's worth 15K, let's say. All right? So, so you know, again, you could be day trading the last, you know, the stocks, the precious metals, and the crypto, and you could be making money, okay? But if you're day trading this stuff, then it becomes pillar one for you because it's your most active mm -hmm. Um, it's your, it's your most active, uh, pillar. So, so for me, marketing, all right, marketing is what I use as, as my, as my way to generate money. And it's the quickest way to generate that money. Once you start making that money, okay, now what do you do with it? 
You pay taxes on it, right? Who wants to do that? You pay taxes? I don't pay taxes, but most morons pay taxes, right? So you pay tax on that money. And now the $100 you made is now worth $60. That's no good. You lose 40% of your income? No way. So what you do is you take that $100 and you put it into whatever is active at the time. So currently, let's say uh, real estate is active for me. All right, real estate now is gonna be shifting from pillar two to probably pillar five over the next five years, all right? So I'll take a break from investing in real estate. I'll continue to run my programs. I'll continue to make my money. So as I make my money, I'm gonna take that $100 and I'm gonna distribute it however I see fit, okay? So if I was gonna invest today, it would be into silver and gold and crypto, all right? So then that means stock market goes from three to four, and then these other ones move up. So that change obviously depends on like the market. And of course it does. Of course it does because, because <laughs> when, when, when the market's high, you don't want to be buying. When a market's high, it goes to the end of the, of the list. All right. When a market's low, you know, and, and a year from now, let's say the real estate market craps out. Maybe it'll move back, back over for me. So I'm, whatever is the lowest market is the closest one. All right. And then you go forward. All right, so it's like filling up a cup of water. Once that cup is filled up, then, then it starts flowing into the next cup. And then that, so each pillar is like a cup that needs to be filled up. Um, and again, it's dependent on what's low and what's not. Remember, this type of business, your pillar one, that's your main driving force of your income, you should be able to make money all the time with it, okay? And of course, you can still make money in the other pillars all the time too, if you know how to do it. Okay, but that's that's the discussion for another day. It's really advanced um, economics. Um, so, so since we don't want to pay tax on on the income that we're making in pillar one, and we want to get every dollar value, we throw it into these other pillars. Now, these other pillars, okay, they're only taxed when you pull the money out, right? And you're only taxed at like I don't know, fifteen to twenty percent because it's capital gains. This is at 40% because it's not considered capital gains. Can I get that? Mm -hmm. so, so this is why it's very imperative. You know, so over the years, all the, most of the profits I made, well, it's a twofold thing, right? So you live off of whatever income you're making in this pillar one is what you live off of, all right? So you charge your gas to that pillar, um, you charge your vacations and trips to that pillar, all right? And then whatever's left over, you take that and you, you invest it in one of the other pillars. Well, like, I really like um, or appreciate the concept of having those other pillars working for you at all times. And yeah. So that's it. So not only are you not paying taxes- The goal the is to have them work for you and generate money, right? Of course. I mean, you want all of them because pillar one eventually you want to grow the business enough that you have somebody working for you running it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same thing with real estate. You hire a management company to, to manage the real estate. Okay. Um, with some of the other stuff like the precious metals or crypto, whatever, you could hire a broker to manage your money or you can manage it yourself. But again, this is not a ton of work if you're doing it 
if it's not full time, if it's full time, then you're, you're doing a lot of work because you're buying and selling all day long. Mm-hmm. Most of these things are buy low, sell high, move that money into another pillar that's low. When it goes high, sell it, move it back into a low pillar. Okay. So you're always going like back and forth and back and forth. So what if you had someone to advise you on all five of the pillars? But that's what I do. I advise you on all five of the pillars. I tell you where to put your money and when to put yes, it. Yes, but you can only you you can't be out there advise, advising. I can advise. Everyone. I can advise everybody because it's all formula based. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember when we talked about the inverted yield curve? Mm-hmm. Okay. All I have to do is send out an email to everybody and say, in the next twelve to fourteen months, the economy is going to go down. That's it. Everybody now knows because I sent out that email. It's that simple. Now I'm going to tell them. I, like, like I've been telling you, you need some kind of facts and some kind of, I mean, I do, I have an inverted yield curve and then I can show them a hundred years of inverted yield curves and how, how they do, how they've affected the economy every single time in the last hundred years. Everything is mathematics here. It's all about looking at the historical value. Okay. If you hit, you know, you hear that term history repeats itself, right? People say it all the time. They say it because they don't know what they're talking about. But somebody smart realized that many, many years ago. Okay? So when I met you, I said, how long have you, you, you don't remember the question I asked you? How long have you been in the real estate market? You said five years. You remember what I said to you? That I haven't been around too. You haven't been around long enough. I said, and hold on to your pants. Okay? Because all you've been experiencing is this. Up, 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 up and up for the last five years. You think this gravy train is never going to end. No, I know it's going to end. No, but you think... Yeah. No, I don't. I was around in real estate back in like the early 2000s when the market crashed. There you go. I was in real estate. I saw things just, I mortgage You couldn't give shit doing, away. Mortgage brokers were doing shady, shady yes. things yes. just to get like deals done. Real estate agents were doing ITN numbers for like illegal immigrants. I, I saw. Exactly. So you saw a lot of stuff that was going on and this is what's, what it is. Why? So it's historical value. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't make moves in these markets, but that's advanced stuff, okay? And I can, I can go over advanced stuff with you because the other thing is, right, you want to shield yourself because when you're involved in these five pillars, okay, once you get advanced, you want to, you want to be in, in, in opposing investments, or opposing strategies in each pillar, okay? So now when we're talking um, real estate, okay? So how do, you, how do you shield yourself in a down market in real estate? How do you shield yourself in yeah. a down market in real estate? If it's a rental, keep your rental. Okay, so one, rental, your- is, rental is a very vague word, okay? So in a down market, commercial rentals are down, okay? In a down market, housing sales are down. What's up in a down market? The buy. The buy? No. Okay. No. Don't just answer questions. Okay. You're asking me a question. I know, but like, but answer. It's a bit. But don't guess. Like. Well, I I was thinking, and I thought that it was the buy side that was up. Okay. No. No. I mean, listen. It's it's a buyer's market, and if you're buying, you can buy stuff cheap. Okay. But if you're, if you're in a strategy, okay. So when, when the market is down, obviously you want to buy. Okay. Cause stuff's cheap, but where should you be at that moment? 
okay? So your commercial rentals, so, so the way the strategy works is, and this is advanced stuff, but. So what's the answer to your question? It's, 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 it's a complicated answer, but I'll give you the answer to my question. So you wanna make sure all your commercial rentals are full before the down market hits, okay? And you wanna make sure they're in five to 10 year leases. Better if they were 10, because then you can always run the cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, you sign them when it's a high, and then the market goes down, then the market goes back up, and you sign them at the next high. So wait, before you go on, this is what I was gonna tell you. In residential, okay, now this time of year, obviously one, it's like seasonality, and two, the markets, the mark, health of the, of the real estate market's declining. So my advice to my investors and my landlords is get a two-year lease in there now. Because, terrible advice. No, it's not. Because I'll tell you why it's terrible. I'm going to tell you why it's not. Okay, you tell me why it's not. Okay, because if you do a year lease, okay, mm -hmm. you're going to end, that cycle is going to end one in this season, in the September, whatever, in September, October, okay? It's going to end in a crappy season of the year. And two, we're gonna be smack in the middle of this like recession that's happening. You're not gonna be in the middle. You're gonna be in the first year and it's gonna keep getting worse for the next five. So I'll tell you okay. how many So then you have two years. You 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 have two yeah, years. Yeah, so then two years. Then so now you re-sign at a lower than you would have at the first year. It's terrible advice. Because year one you're here, year two you're here, year three you're here. So you're gonna tell them skip this year and re-sign here? Bad fucking advice. Okay? But you're wrong, your premise is wrong. So if you look at the data. All right. When housing sales are down, what people are having foreclosures, right? Mm -hmm. People are not buying. What are people doing? Are they living on the street? No. Rentals are up. Okay. So your commercial properties are locked into five to 10 year leases. So when you're down at the pit of the economy, you're locked into a lease that somebody signed. Now, of course, you're going to have some die off. People are going to go out of business, whatever. You can't avoid everything but you hope that these people struggle long enough till the up curve comes up, right? The other thing you wanna do is you wanna start buying, okay? As the commercial um, stuff starts to stall out, okay? And start coming down, this is when you start looking to buy residential stuff, okay? So you buy the residential stuff. As the market keeps going down, rental prices go up because demand goes up. Because no one can afford to buy. Exactly, so your advice sucks, all right? It sucks for two reasons. Even if you were correct, you know, somebody's losing out on year two. Yes, but year two. Year two is still higher than year three, according to your theory, but it's not. Year two, if they were to, year two, we, that's too like soon to predict and say, oh, year two, you know, this tenant's going to leave after the first year. They may or may not rent again. If it stays vacant, that's even worse than them not being able Listen, to Listen, if you can't rent a space in, in two weeks, Okay, I'll put money on that. Two weeks, you don't know what you're doing. All right, in any market, all right? Because everything is dictated by price. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that demand is gonna go up. It's already going up. There you go. So why would you tell somebody that to sign a two-year lease because the prices keep going down? Um, that's not why I'm telling them to sign a two-year lease. I'm telling the landlord to offer a two-year lease because one, they get more the, the tenant gets more incentive to stay for two years. This two-year mark, it, it's 50-50. The tenant may stay, the tenant may not stay. Who cares? It's if they leave, then the rent goes up even further. Because then that between two and three, year two and three, it's going to be even more difficult to find a tenant. It's not because the, the demand will keep going up as the economy gets worse. 
Okay. The demand's going to go up, but then the prices are no. That's that's impossible. It's it's a physical impossibility. When demand goes up, price goes up. When demand goes down, price goes down. It's always it's always. You should remember your macro and microeconomics. All right. So it's all about it's this is standard stuff, supply and demand. So anyway, so you want to buy residential rentals as the market starts going down. Okay. So now your residential rental prices are going to go up as your commercial demand is going to go down. So now you're balancing these out. Okay. Now your fourth thing is what's super good in a bad economy? What's super good in a bad economy? I'll give you the answer because no, I don't have you, you made an example. Okay. No, because you don't have the patience to listen to what I was I don't. I don't. I want to just teach this. So. No. Uh, just give me an example. Okay. Okay. So. So. When, when you're, what does everybody want in a bad economy? Money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does everybody want to do with their money? Spend it. No. Invest. It's a bad economy. Invest it. What kind of investments do they want to put it in? Guaranteed investments. Okay. What's better in a down economy when the stock market is shit, everything is shit. And having a full building, fully rented, generating money. So now your rental property, okay, value goes up and you can, you can get a higher or a lower cap rate for it because you are one of the few solid investments out there. The stock market's in the shitter, you know, uh, crypto's in the shitter, whatever, okay? So now your, your, your asset becomes stronger. So this is when you want to sell your commercial property, when everyone else is in the shitter. So if you follow this whole theory, all right, that's how you deal with the bad economy. So there's always a way to make money, all right? But you have to be diligent about it and you have to watch this, you have to follow the trends, okay? Do you agree with me or not? I'm doing some more research. Yeah, do some research. You don't have to agree with me. I'm gonna call my landlord then. If you call your landlords and tell them what I tell you, you're never going to have it. No one's going to work with you. Anymore. And I need, I, I need them. You do need them. This is, this is why this information has, is not told to anybody. Okay. Very privileged people know this stuff because it would change how the market works. Because when well, you, Isn't that the goal to change how the market works? It's in not. The goal is for everybody to get rich. I'm here to change how the market works, but everyone else wants to get rich. So they want to lie to you and say, this is the best you can do right now at 5%. Because if, if 5 or 6% were good, all right, I wouldn't be telling you what I'm telling you, okay? People know that this is bullshit, but this is what they're sold. They're sold that 5 and 6% is good, okay? You take 6%, you subtract the cost of living, okay? The increase every year is 3%. You end up with 3%. Do you really want to get out of bed? If I was going to pay you 3% to do your job, would you get out of bed every day? No fucking way. And you're basically working for less than that, right? Because your commissions are what? Five to 6%. Mm -hmm. What do you get when you're done? 3%. You're getting cost of fucking living. It's all designed in the system. Guys way smarter than me figured all this out, how to fleece everybody on their money. That's why you're at 3%. Okay. And Mr. over there, okay, fleecing investors for their money, that 2% is coming into that business, okay, and he's taking his 1% or 2% and riding off into the sunset for doing nothing.
because it's all passive income from you. You're the boot on the on the on the on the ground. Okay, so this is why all of this is bullshit. But nobody wants you to know because if they got you to know, you'd be questioning the system and you'd be demanding more. Okay. This is why salaries, if they increase, they increase to 3%. Not even. If they do, okay? So most people are getting zero to 1% increase a year. And cost of living is going up three to 6% a year. So what does that mean? It's a negative 5%. You do that over 25 years, we're already fucking broke. And you're working every day like all the people we interviewed. Every day just to get by. Okay? Because people don't understand the numbers. How angry does it make you now that you're making 3%? Very and, angry. No, seriously. I'm being serious. Okay. Right? When other guys are out there making millions and millions. You don't think that you, you act as if I don't feel some sort of way working with you act as if I, like, I don't have these concerns myself. Then why aren't you doing anything about it? Because having the concern, it's like saying, I'm watching my neighbor get murdered next door. And just say, well, that's I, I know I'm not okay. doing anything. Okay. But that's the same thing. So whether you're doing something or not, okay, even if you know, it's worse if you know if you're doing something and you're not doing anything. At least most people are blind. They're sheep. Thanks for listening, guys. If you liked what you heard, make sure you share and hit that subscribe button.